Welcome to the NRSNG.com podcast, the podcast created by nurses for nurses. Are you ready to take your learning to the next level? Sit back and crank up the volume. Here's your host, John Haas. Okay, before we get started into today's podcast about ventilation, I wanted to tell you about a little resource that we have available. Um, if you go to ventsettings.com, that's ventsettings.com, V-E-N-T settings.com, you can download a PDF file with all the different oxygen support um, therapies that we have for our patients. Uh, it's a free PDF. You can just go there and uh, download that, no obligation or anything. Um, you just go there, you can download that and have that available, print it out, whatever, save it, share it, whatever you want to do. Um, again, that's at ventsettings.com, and it's a great little resource to help you keep straight uh, the different types of oxygen support that we have available for our patients. Good afternoon, everybody. This is John with nrsng.com. It's great to have you back here. Um, today we're going to talk just really briefly about um, ventilator settings two of the most common um, vent settings, and uh, what are some of the indications and what's the difference between the two. It can be uh, confusing when we walk into an ICU and see our patient is ventilated to look over at the machine and understand everything that's going on with all the different numbers and waveforms and alarms and things happening on a ventilator. So it's important to just kind of understand some of the basics about vent settings and what, uh, what what's actually happening with the patient and why they're being ventilated and what it, what it all means. So there are many, many different modes of mechanical ventilation. Every few years a new mode comes out and people uh, debate between different modes and what the best mode is for their patient. The two modes that you will most likely see with your patients are going to be assist control and SIMV. And SIMV stands for synchronized intermittent uh, mandatory ventilation. So you have assist control, or AC is what it goes by, or synchronized intermittent mandatory ventilation, or SIMV. What we use most often in my ICU is SIMV, and that's really the preference of the neurologist who runs the unit. Um, in our surgical and medical ICUs, what is most often used is assist control. Um, and there's many theories behind what is most effective for the patient, why you would use one specific setting over another. But today we're really just going to talk about what assist control is and what a, uh, SIMV is and what it means. So basically with ventilation, what we're doing, with mechanical ventilation, what we're doing is we're creating an artificial airway um, to uh, deliver breaths by a machine. Now that can be done through um, a tube in the trachea, and that's either done by... Um, intubation um, through the oral airway. Uh, it can be done nasally and it can also be done with a with a with a tracheostomy. So you can uh, actually insert a tube directly into the trachea. You can um, insert one through the mouth in the trachea or through the nose down into the trachea as well. And those tubes are going to sit right at the carina which is right uh, near the bifurcation of the right and left lung. So it's going to sit just right above that area there to uh, hopefully deliver breaths equally to the right and left lung. Okay, so the two modes that we're going to talk about are AC and SIMV. With assist control ventilation, uh, what happens here is is every time the machine delivers a breath, 
it's going to deliver a set tidal volume. Okay, and tidal volume is the volume of air that is being delivered to the patient. Um, and that is going to be based on the patient's size, um, patient's condition, and uh, what their needs are. Um, usually what you'll see is anywhere from 300 to up to 800 uh, mils of air being delivered with each breath. Um, so you'll see their tidal volume is set at 500 or so, and with each breath that the machine delivers, they're going to um, receive that set volume of air. So that that tidal volume is set, whether the whether every time a, a breath is delivered. Now with um, with uh, assist control, the machine is going to deliver breaths at a very set rate. Um, so the rate might be 12 breaths per minute, and so every a uh, few seconds, the machine is going to deliver that breath. Every five seconds, a breath is going to be delivered. Um, and the patient can actually trigger breaths as well, but what happens with assist control is the patient has to reach a specific limit um, of respiratory inspiratory effort. Once they reach that limit of inspiratory effort, the machine is going to go ahead and deliver the set tidal volume. Um, even though the patient is attempting to breathe on their own. So if the patient reaches a set limit of inspiratory effort, the machine is going to deliver the set tidal volume. So no matter what, with assist control, every time a breath is taken and reaches that limit, a set tidal volume is going to be delivered. Okay. Um, so with, uh, this, with this type of ventilation, with assist control ventilation, it is volume cycled, which essentially means that they're getting a set volume of air every time um, air is being delivered from the machine. And the patient can only take spontaneous breaths if they reach a specific threshold. And once that threshold is, is reached, they're still going to get that same set uh, volume of air. Okay. Some of the advantages of assist control mechanical ventilation is that it can decrease the work of breathing since the patient doesn't have to... Um, really use their uh, respiratory muscles, they, those muscles can really kind of relax. And even though the patient might try to initiate breaths, there's no need for them to do that. And so with, uh, with that set inspiratory effort required, they can kind of just relax. They're still going to get their 12 breaths per minute whether they um, attempt to take a breath or not. Some of the disadvantages of... Uh, of assist control ventilation is that it can lead to breath stacking, which is essentially that the patient can can trap air inside the alveoli as they so as they take a breath, as they try to take a small breath and maybe don't reach that inspiratory effort as they're trying to let that breath out before they get all that air out of the alveoli, another breath may be delivered from the machine at that set tidal volume, and that will leave some air trapped inside the alveoli. That's called auto-stacking or auto-peep, which means that they're just keeping some air inside the, the alveoli, and that's not necessarily a good thing because um, it can lead to um, excessive wear and, and uh, on the alveoli. So that's really kind of what assist control is. The best way to remember assist control is that essentially it's a, a very specific set tidal volume that will be delivered with each breath. So that's kind of the way to think of it is it's it's really 
the patient will always get a set volume, whether they t attempt to take a breath on their own or whether it's the machine initiating everything, the machine is going to deliver that set tidal volume. Okay, so what's how does that diff how is that different from SIMV? So SIMV, you still set a minimum rate on your machine, so you might still set the um, that the machine is going to deliver 12 breaths per minute. Okay, and but it, it also this machine also synchronizes with the patient, so you the patient can take breaths on their own, and when they attempt to take breaths on their own they can take in any volume that they want. So that's really how it differs from assist control. As the patient takes breaths on their own, the machine is going to not deliver that breath and it's going to allow the patient to um, take in whatever volume they want. So the patient's still going to get those 12 breaths, but on any breath that the patient takes on their own, they're going to pull in whatever volume they want. So the machine is going to deliver its 500 or 500 mils um, of, of tidal volume every time that it delivers a breath. But if you, let's say you have your rate set at 12, and the patient is actually attempting to take one breath over that, so they're taking you know an extra additional breath on that 13th breath, the patient is going to pull in any volume that they want. So it might be 100, it might be 500, it might be a thousand, but the patient is going to take in their own breaths. Um, so it's not going to require that a specific volume is delivered. Um, but with this, as long as the patient is not um, taking their own breaths, there's really no difference between this and assist control because you're still getting your set rate with a set volume. The only way that SIMV differentiates from assist control is when the patient actually is taking breaths on their own over what the ventilator is delivering because as soon as they do that they take in any volume they want. So that's really the biggest, that's really the difference between assist control and SIMV. So that's, uh, otherwise it's completely identical to a, uh, assist control in that the patient is getting a set rate with a set volume. Um, so what makes it different is that synchronized part, how it synchronizes with the patient and as the patient takes their own breaths over the ventilator, then uh, they're going to get whatever volume they want. So some people believe that, and I'm not saying that this is necessarily the case, but some people believe that this is a good way to start weaning patients from the ventilator, is to allow them to start taking um, these uh, uh, random volumes of breath on their own as they begin to breathe over the ventilator. So what a lot of, what, what uh, for example, what happens in, in our ICU is we'll you know, start a patient at 12 breaths per minute um, with a tidal volume of 500 or whatever, and, and so they'll always get that volume every time the ventilator delivers a breath, but they'll be able to breathe over, over the ventilator, take their own breaths at whatever volume they want, and then we'll start to decrease that rate down to 10, down to 8, down to 6, down to 2 even, and, uh, and we'll watch how well the patient is breathing on their own and what volumes they're taking in on their own. Um, but what this can also do, uh, one of the disadvantages of SIMV is, is that a lot of people believe that it can increase the work of breathing um, because um, the patient isn't getting necessarily the volumes that they may need and so they're, they might start hyperventilating and things like that to try to get uh, the oxygenation that they need. Um, and so for this reason, and, all, and also a lot of times PEEP is added, so when we add this PEEP, um, what happens is uh, the patient actually has to actually overcome the PEEP. Um, 
So what PEEP is, is it's positive end expiratory pressure. So at the end of expiration, a little bit of air is, is, is kept in there to keep the alveoli open, and that's that positive um, end expiratory pressure. So that might just be set at like five. That's just enough to kind of keep the alveoli open, but in order for the patient to um, actually get a breath, they have to first overcome that pressure, and then once they overcome that pressure, they can get, uh, they can take their own breath. So that, for someone who's having, who's in respiratory failure, that's adding an additional hurdle to them being able to ventilate, is having to overcome that PEEP to then uh, get their breath. So one of the things that's done to overcome this and to hopefully decrease that work of breathing is to add what's called pressure support ventilation. And what pressure support is, it's very simple. All pressure support is, is it, it, it's, uh, it's added, um, added uh, pressure uh, as the patient uh, takes spontaneous breaths. So every time the patient takes a spontaneous breath, when they inspire, a little bit of pressure is added to that breath to help open up the alveoli to help overcome that PEEP. Um, so pressure support ventilation can be added to SIMV or it can be done independently on its own just to give that patient that strength that they need to overcome uh, that work of breathing, that increased work of breathing. So pressure support ventilation, very simple. All it is is just adding a little bit of support to the patient to overcome PEEP, to overcome uh, that increased uh, work uh, of breathing. So really pressure support ventilation, a lot of times what you'll do is you'll see your patient, for example, they'll, they'll come in and they'll be on SIMV mode of ventilation. They'll be at a rate of 10 uh, with a tidal volume of 500, uh, a PEEP of 5, and a pressure support of 15, for example. So what all that means is that they're on um, synchronized intermittent mechanic mandatory ventilation with a rate, a, a mandatory rate of 10. So the ventilator is going to deliver 10 breaths per minute no matter what. Every six seconds it's going to deliver a breath, and each time it does that, it's going to deliver that tidal volume of um, 500, um, and it's going to give leave a peep, keep the alveoli open with a little bit of pressure of 5, but every time the patient tries to take a breath on their own, it's going to deliver a little bit of extra poof of air to help overcome that PEEP, um, and that's the pressure support of the 15, boom, just to keep those alveoli, or to push those alveoli open and, and give them that extra support they need to overcome the ventilator. Um, but with that SIMV at that rate of 10, tidal volume 500, so that's mandatory. Every time the patient is delivered one of those 10 breaths, they're going to be um, required volume of 500. Now, when the patient takes a breath on their own, they're going to take in any volume that they want, okay? Now, the way that would differ from assist control is, is assist control is any time, uh, so the patient is going to get a set uh, rate of 10, and it's going to get a set volume of 500. If the patient attempts to take a breath on their own, uh, they'll first have to overcome a specific uh, uh, a peak level. Once they overcome that level, they can take that breath, but they're going to be forced that volume, that tidal volume of 500, even on their own breaths. On SIMV, they can take whatever volume they want when they take their own breath. Okay, so that's really just an incredibly brief and basic introduction to um, assist control, SIMV, and pressure support. Hope that answers some questions that you may have. Uh, we'll continue to go in more detail to uh, uh, different modes of ventilation and, and different terms you need to know. 
we do have a, a, a PDF file that has just a basic uh, list of all the different types of, of oxygen support that we can give to our patients. That is at ventsettings.com, ventsettings.com. If you go to ventsettings.com, you can download this PDF file that has, it's free, completely free, uh, no obligation or anything at all. You just go there and you can download this uh, PDF file that will help you understand some of the different types of uh, ventilator settings and oxygen support that we can give to our patients. All right, I hope that helps. Um, if you have any questions, contact us at contact, or contact me, John, at uh, contact at nrsng.com. Visit us at nrsng.com for disclaimer information and to keep the learning going.